Hello and welcome to another All-22 Daily. I'm Chris Lombardi. I have Ray Cotto on with me today. Yesterday, we spoke about Bijan Robinson and Jameer Gibbs kicking off the running back conversation. We're going to continue that today. And Ray, I want you to start talking about your man, A-Chain. Yeah, so Devon A-Chain, uh, 5'8", three quarters, uh, 188 pounds with a 4.32 40-yard dash, uh, 1.51 10-yard split, uh, which are incredible marks for a running back. So the name of the game with A-Chain is speed, right? Uh, that's all everyone's been talking about. They wanted to see just how uh, fast he'd run at the combine, see if he could break some records, um, all that good stuff, right? I think he's like a track state champion and, and ran track at Texas A&M as well. But I think to just focus on the speed is underselling uh, Devon A-Chain a bit, right? There's some preconceived notions out there that, well, he's 188 pounds and he runs really fast, but could he be an every down back? Uh, he may be fast, but is he quick? Is he agile? There's so much more that goes into being a running back than just having great speed, obviously, right? So uh, you put on the tape and uh, the first thing you notice, right, for example, against Mississippi State, just to sort of highlight the well-roundedness of A-Chain's game, right? So the very first play, he lines up as a wide receiver out wide, uh, catches a hitch route, breaks a tackle, and then like six defenders corral him and he sort of fights through the contact for a nine-yard gain and still doesn't actually go down to the ground, right? Very next play, it's second and one, and there's a complete jailbreak uh, as he takes the handoff and gets hit four yards in the backfield, uh, breaks a tackle, while he's basically flat-footed still, and then cuts up field for a first down. So that's something that goes in the books as a five-yard gain, but that's nearly 10 yards after contact for a first down to avoid a third down. And so that's that's huge, right? And that's what you want out of your running backs. You want them to be able to make at least one man miss and get the yards that uh, aren't there necessarily just from the blocking, right? So um, Devon A-Chain, yes, he's got the speed. Yes, he's a bit undersized, but there's a lot more to his game than just a speed and hands out of the backfield, right? His acceleration is fantastic. It's an A-double plus. Um, he's, he can turn the corner. Uh, he even did against Alabama a few times there, which is obviously a very fast and athletic defense. So there's a lot to his game that he can bring to, to an NFL team. Now, will he carry the ball 20 times a game? No, probably not, right? But in today's day and age in the NFL, it's not necessarily about is this player a 1,000-yard or 1,100-yard rusher, right? It's how many just yards total can he get for me on my team, both uh, rushing and receiving, right? And so I think he's a type of all-purpose player that could uh, just total, say, you know, 12 or 1,300 yards in a season, though not necessarily the bulk of it being just pure rushing yards by getting the ball 20 times a game for 85 yards. So I'm going to give you a second to look this up. I want to hear about his PFF grading. So look that up if you don't have it already while I just ask a question. Because when I watch his film, I see that great straight line speed. What I didn't see is that quickness. And you're saying that he has it on tape. I didn't see it as much as I would have liked to for somebody his size and with his speed. He didn't do any of the agility drills at the combine, right? So like those things concern me. Um, his size is a little bit of a concern, but both guys we're talking about today are kind of small. So I kind of agree with what you said about him maybe not being an every down back in the NFL. Maybe he's more of a 
uh, like, you know, he, you pair him with more of a bruiser. Um, and, you know, like we talked about last episode, there are a lot of teams in the, the NFL today that were, are being needy and then went out and signed over Rashad Penny and guys like that. Right. So there's opportunities for those backs to be spelled with a guy like a chain to make a complete backfield, but right. Do, do you have it yet? Like, cause I want to know, was he a good grader, right? Because I really, at the end of the day, don't care about his yards. I care about, is this guy going to get me enough snaps to be my starter on my All-22 team? And does he even grade highly? Yeah, so he did. He had an 89.8 rushing grade uh, last year, just overall, right? 81.6 in zone and 87.8 in gap schemes, right? And uh, just for some context there, as a team, Texas A&M's uh, run blocking grade was 67.2. So a lot of that was uh, him sort of making those yards on his own. And sometimes, uh, as we've seen in the NFL too, it's pretty hard or difficult to uh, consistently get extra yards, be it after contact or break off those big runs if you don't have uh, that great run blocking in front of you, right? That's not necessarily a revelation uh, to anybody, right? But essentially, it's much easier to make defenders miss in the second level and in the third level after the first level is blocked well, right? That uh, initial blocking at the line of scrimmage wasn't necessarily that great for Texas A&M, and that sort of limits the ability for a running back to sort of make those plays happen and get those extra yards for, for a big play. Right. I think it it all sort of goes hand in hand. So uh, a lot of times, even some of these grades, when it comes to how well a player is eluding tackles or breaking tackles can be misleading because it's way easier to break a tackle after you have six yards and a head of steam after a good hole at the line of scrimmage versus trying to make someone miss right after you got the handoff in the backfield. So I think A-Chain had to make a lot of these yards on his own, and sometimes that doesn't allow you to see sort of the um, the, the gifts, if you will, that, that he has. Now, is he as agile as someone that we discussed yesterday with like Jameer Gibbs? And when it comes to a lateral perspective, absolutely not. Um, I think Gibbs is, is pretty special in that regard. But I think that's an underrated part of A-Chain's game. Um so again, that, that A&M run blocking uh, was not very good. And I think as a whole, that A&M offense was kind of a mess. So I'm not sure uh, what they're spending all that money on over there uh, when it comes to their players, because the offensive operation was not good uh, at all. And he was essentially a huge part of that offense, just him. And I think uh, Evan Stewart, the young wide receiver, there were really the only ones that, that held their water in that offense. It's a good observation and it's something I didn't think about, but it's, you know, going back and thinking through the film that I watched, there was a lot that he created on his own. So maybe in an NFL offense, he looks like a different player to me uh, with a good offensive line in front of him. So we'll see, but he is right. Like we talked about players with great and elite traits. And I think he is one of those players that has an elite trait, which is his speed. Deuce Vaughn is another guy that I'm going to talk about now that I think has elite traits. He's not an elite running back, but he has elite traits, and that's his uh, shiftiness and his elusiveness. Some of the best I've ever seen on tape, and his small frame probably helps that. He's only 5'5", which is insane, but defenders had a really hard time getting their hands on him when when they had to, right? That's how elusive he was, and at 5'5", it makes it kind of easy to do that. Um, There was a bunch of plays where he gets to the open field, and it was damn near impossible to bring him down, right? He does this thing that I feel like only somebody 5'5 can do, where... He like 
is going down the field. The defender will have like a great angle on him. He'll hit him with a stiff leg and then not make a cut and then hit him with another stiff leg and then make the cut. And he's just gone. The defender's on his ass and this dude is gone. If you're five, nine and above, like you don't even have enough space to do what he did on the, on those plays. Like it's only because he's five, five, he's able to like use his space so well. Um, and I don't think other guys can even do that. Um, but it also helps because I thought he had plus vision and speed on tape. I was hoping he would run run his 40 at the combine to tell me just how fast he really is. He didn't, but it's rumored that he runs a 4-4, which is insane if it's true. You know, guys like to like hype beast a little bit. So like it's probably more realistic that he's a 4-5 guy just at his size, but who knows? Um, but the numbers he did test at were pretty good. 35.5 inch vert, which isn't insane, but at his you know size, again, it's pretty good. 9.8 broad. Typically, that would not be good. But again, if you're 5'5", five, five, that's pretty damn good. And then 17 reps on bench press. He's 5'5", five, five, 178 pounds or something like that. Like, that's insane. Doing 17 reps of 225 is insane at that size. Um, other things, he has 9.5-inch hands. And I'm a big hand scout. You know, like, I, I'm, I'm guilty of that. Like, I saw his receiving ability on tape, and it is pretty good. Like, he makes a lot of difficult catches. And it makes a little bit of sense when you find out that he has nine and a half inch hands making catches that you wouldn't expect a guy his size to make. Um, but he was ultra productive in college. He averaged nearly 1500 yards a season the last two years. And then on his three year college career, he had 43 touchdowns. Um, but I think his grading tells a more complete story uh, because in pass protection, he was an absolute liability, which again, makes a lot of sense. If you're five, five, it's going to be really hard to block, you know, uh, Tyree Wilson, right? Like guys with this massive wingspans. So, uh, you know, he's a liability in pass protection. You don't want to do that, to, you know, use him in that regard. Um, but a 93.4 run grade as a sophomore, 87.2 as a junior, and then a 91.6 receiving grade as a sophomore and an 89 as a senior. So overall, I think this is just a really special t player, and he's a lot more than just a special teams player. Uh, I think he can be an Austin Eckler type back, super shifty, uh, good receiver. He just, Eckler's a better blocker. Um, so in it, like in my like perfect world, I think I would want him to get spelled with a bigger back, similar to what we were talking about with A-Chain, um, so that he can take on more of the kind of like receiving shifty roles and let the uh, the other guy go through the A-gap and help in pass protection. Kind of fun thing that I did, right? I wanted to look at kind of like your your pound per inch kind of weight ratio for the guys we've been talking about, right? So like I was giving Gibbs a hard time because he's 5'9", just under 200 pounds. But in reality, that's about 2.9 pounds per inch. Uh, you know, uh, Bijan is 6'2", or sorry, he's 6 feet, 215 pounds. So that's about 299 inches per pound. So I was like, hmm, I wonder how Deuce Vaughn really does measure up against those guys in that, you know, when you're looking at his size through that lens. And he is still a little smaller. So 5'5", 180 converts to about 2.77 inches per pound. So a little bit smaller than those guys, a little bit thinner, but I really don't have a concern on tape. I see a guy that I want for my fantasy team. I think he will earn enough snaps in the NFL to be all 22 relevant. So he's a buy from my end, but Ray, do you have any different opinions on him? Well, who's your, who's your comp? I heard people love comps. So people love comps. Comp? I, I said Eckler. I think he's a smaller Eckler with less blocking ability. Eckler. Okay. Eckler's small, but he's a smaller Eckler. Yeah, I guess that 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 works. I I like Deuce Vaughn, and I usually don't mind undersized. That's just very undersized, and so there comes a point where 
does that then become an issue even for someone like me? Right. Um, again, the NFL, pretty much 90% of, of backfields nowadays are just split backfields and tandems. So it mitigates that somewhat. I just want to see how he does over a full season, how he holds up. Uh, the big 12 doesn't play any defense. So it's easy to hold up in a, in a college football season. And when you're going against big 12 defenders, that, that doesn't mean much. Right. So uh, I just want to see, I do think though, in a, in a, in the proper role, he can have a, a very important role on an offense and grade very well as a result. I just got to see it. I'm still a bit concerned again, just because the size is it's undersized even for undersized. So stylistically, there's a lot of things I like, but I'm a little hesitant just because the profile again, he is so small that when you have a five, five frame and you're trying to uh, elude defenders or fight for some extra yards, are you just being completely enveloped by a six two, two hundred and even on the light side, two hundred and twenty five pound linebacker? Right? They they just you know you just can't go anywhere because you just don't have the frame to get outside of their frame and and you know go ahead and get some extra yards. That's something that I wonder about. While he again is low to the ground, has that low center of gravity, is he able to? Uh, sort of elude direct contact enough to where he can get extra yards in the NFL, which regardless of size or role, you still need to do because it's very rare that you're just, even as a receiving back, going to be able to just catch the ball beyond the sticks on a third down and be able to get a first down without having to make somebody miss and get some extra yards uh, on contact there. So I, I I agree stylistically and and with your scouting report there, I just got to see it because it's very rare. You have five, six, five, five hundred and eighty pound running backs in this league. I do think there's a reason for that. Yes, we've had Sproles and some in the past, but it's it's pretty rare. So uh, I'm more curious than anything else. I'd say. Sure, and there, there's another guy that like I didn't want to make a comp for him with this player because I think that they are super different. But Singletary's five seven. I think he's like about 200 pounds and he kind of has a similar game in terms of like, it's all about his elusiveness and shiftiness and he's had NFL success, right? He was essentially the lead runner in Buffalo for a couple of years there. Um, I think, I think Deuce is a lot better than him. Like, I think if you watch their tape, like Deuce is a better running back than Singletary was. And, you know, Singletary had a good role. I think Deuce might have a lot more potential in the NFL, but you hit me with the comp. You didn't give us a comp for A-Chain. Is there one? No, no, you're the comp guy. I don't, I don't do comps. I don't do comps. <laughs> I don't have one for A-Chain. So, <laughs> so we'll have to think about that one. But all right. Thank you, for everyone, for tuning in. We'll be back uh, tomorrow talking more. And I promised Bobby to be on the air. He will be on tomorrow. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I know the girls at home are kind of waiting for him to join to watch again. So hopefully our views get, get back. Uh, but thank you for tuning in. If you haven't yet, please give us a follow on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok at all22 underscore PFF and leave us a review wherever you listen to this podcast, whether YouTube, Apple, Spotify, or any other platform. Uh, thank you for tuning in. Have a great day. I'm a ghost.